Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. If you want, uh, you can see if uh, something that was uh, present uh, in the in the meditation that you want to uh, keep, uh, you know, valuing or cultivating as. Uh, as now a few ideas will be presented. You know. uh, so this, what we talked about, this uh, kind of including the experience of the body. Thing. So information is given. We could easily abandon the body to go and get the information. Could it be possible to hear, you know, from here, from the, even even not just from here, but from here and here and here, let the whole body. Uh, here, give access to the whole body's uh, intelligence. I kind of, uh, I, I, not kind of, I enjoy very much the falling apart, falling away momentarily of the, the kind of timeline, the history of self, you know, that is supported by thoughts, you know. Later I'll be over there, I have to do this, you know. If you remove these thoughts and there's just attention to sounds and hearing, the storyline story naturally drops, you know. And it's nice to know we can return to it, you know. It's not, oh, where's my storyline? It's never too far. <laughs> it comes back easily. But it's good to uh, experience a world where it falls apart a little bit. Otherwise, we might really believe that's the only reality, you know. And, uh, you know, it would be natural we would, you know. It's so uh, kind of prevalent in the culture and in the way we talk about stuff and consider it the day. And, but it's such a liberation to see that it falls away for a moment. You know, freed from the past, the future then maybe we can return to it more wisely, resourced, you know, fresh, freshly, fresh, more freshness or calm or something like this. Maybe playfulness. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> I saw you come and go. I know you're mirage-like. So I'm going to play with you knowing it's a little mirage-like, you know. It's not absolutely true. You know, it is true, relatively true. <laughs> um, so, um, I think I want to bring a conversation uh, that I had yesterday uh, back here. I had a conversation with a friend who's been practicing for a few years and... Uh, I told her, oh, tomorrow I'm going to the hospital and she works in the health. And somehow it kind of opened that space where she wanted to, you know, uh, uh, you know, report on how it helped her in her profession, the practice of uh, mindfulness. And uh, I felt very lucky. I was sitting there and I heard a few minutes of uh, really good dharma. You know, I f really <laughs> felt I was getting a really good download of you know, personal personal voice expressing uh, integrated practice, and uh, and uh, I think I, I think it's something that's shareable. You know, there's value uh, in this, uh, and so it's just snippets that are going to come back to um, to mind that I, I'm going to share. She was uh, reporting. Uh, She was saying that uh, there was a way that she could actually um, relate to um, uh, human beings, patients, um, kind of from a point of view of her role, you know, like kind of playing the role of the, you know, put there, you know, nurse, doctor, whatever, you know, but 
And she said that through mindfulness, she was able to let that go and have a real meeting, you know, and knowing that there are skills, the skills are at play, you know, but not kind of being, uh, um, you know, hiding kind of or behaving from a kind of, a, you know, performing the role, you know, but being uh, there. And it was very rich encounters that were happening from that place. Which I thought was very, very interesting because I can see in the, the role of the teacher, you know, there's ways that I can, you know, kind of cover or play or something might become a little dead or kind of protected. Anyway, I thought it's a good area of research, you know, when am I playing the role of, you know, and see for, you know, for yourself, you know, and when is there the real, you know, the skills are there, the, you know, and or whatever the the role is there, it's like, but I don't have to kind of play it. I don't know if it you can relate to this in some ways, you know. And just uh, talking really, really beautifully, you could see somebody who's practice, you know, really put their practice into, a, you know, I see it as research. That's how I present it, you know. Like so, there's these ideas of mindfulness. I try it on the cushion. What does it mean in my life, you know? She was saying that um, listening to people's stories, often uh, being, uh, you know, in the field of uh, what's difficult, you know, uh, uh, she learned that uh, she the compassion was not uh, emotional for her, like that she could feel sometimes like ah, you know this, and she could feel like there was either some kind of. Um, Either being some somewhat removed a bit or cold in some ways, or if, you know, kind of efficient, all this, or uh, becoming emotional. And she was saying, practice helped me find that middle path where I can uh, be there with what's difficult, holding it, receiving it, hearing about it, noticing it, you know, and from a place of calm, and it generating calm and. Uh, and uh, equanimity, ground, you know, like stability of heart. And that was a really appropriate place uh, to be, a helpful place to be. And as she was saying this, I could see, uh, you know, in my, also in my work, you know, like uh, when I meet people and if they, uh, you know, share, uh, you know, difficult emotions or situations, I can feel that it's my kind of mandate to actually be extremely grounded you know, and not get, uh, you know, and the more there's dukkha being, you know, uh, shared or exposed or revealed, you know, difficulties, the more I can feel being aware of my breathing, being aware of ground, you know, and and uh, and so uh, I thought it was a beautiful expression, you know, of uh, the work of compassion, how to actually... Uh, um, meet our own difficulties, you know. Um, and it's something, I mean, I'm sharing this because it's, it's things that I see in the teaching now in the, how people's understanding open, you know, noticing how many, uh, maybe some of us have, um, and check it out for yourself, but some of us have um, given a lot of value to emotions, kind of been uh, faithful to emotions, you know, and in a way, unknowingly, maybe feeding the emotions, uh, especially the distressing ones, you know. Uh, and it's a very delicate work to actually become aware of a mind state, an emotion, and not uh, get into it, but not deny it also, you know, because that would be the other than danger. It's like, oh no, I don't want to feed it, so... I'm going to shut it down, you know, but to hold it, uh, you know, carefully. And today with the, the nurses, we were talking about this, how to, you know, uh, become aware, uh, so including, you know, the body, the state, including this being, noticing that there is, I don't know, discouragement, tiredness, irritation, uh, you know, the range is so wide of uh, confusion, you know, uh, charge, you know. 
and being aware, uh, being able to recognize, oh, really charged in there, strong reaction right now, or very low energy, or resentment, or doubt uh, about self, or, you know, system, or, I, I, you know, the intervention that has to, etc., and holding that, making space for this, which is in a way not feeding, and not bypassing also. And so receiving, uh, like this friend was saying, receiving with calm, uh, receiving with uh, equilibrium, becoming aware uh, from the balanced state of mind. That all, what I'm describing here is not easy. But I think it's good to put it in words because then maybe we go back in our life and we can become intrigued. Hold on. How could I hold this uh, enervement, you know, this uh, whatever reactivity that is on, you know, not knowing? I could easily feed it because I, I don't even know that I'm not that I, there could be another way than repress, you know, and you know, and if I'm not to repress, then it means I have to give in, you know, and so how to become aware? That's the practice of mindfulness it's not uh, it's not easy but uh, that's what we're um, invited to uh, to do so this friend was also reporting that that's something I've seen in me and I've seen being described in practice it was very beautiful she was saying when when uh, either I go to somebody or somebody comes to me and I can see as they enter or I enter the room that I have uh, prejudice. You know, I see somebody, I see a setup, and I read the situation in a way, you know, very, like, oh, this is that type of person, or voila, you know, I know what's coming, or, you know, oh, that, you know, better protect myself, you know. And she says that now, in the development of her practice, she can see this, she can be aware of it, instead of it being unconscious and leading the intervention or the meeting, you know. She can become aware of it and no blame, no judgment. That's what we do in this practice. No judgment, no pushing away, just becoming aware. And in this way, she can see that she wants to go a little further past the a priori, past the idea, you know, what's behind. And I think she was saying she's always surprised what's behind is not what's uh, in her mind, you know. And so I think this is a real mindfulness practice that can we can actually uh, enjoy doing. I hear it as a s- possible source of joy, you know, freeing beings from my ideas about them, my limiting ideas about them. How beautiful is that? To say, oh, this was my contribution. You know, I'm... I think I, uh, I have kind of um, echoes of the words of the Buddha, and I paraphrase like always, always fail at that level <laughs> to bring back the exact quote. But there's something in the text that I find so powerful when it says, um, you know, offering uh, protection, not harming beings. Uh, we offer the world protection and we gain protection. You know, offering protection, not harming, I gain in the uh, fearlessness or the falling away of fear, you know, removing fear uh, from the world, I gain access to uh, a world that has less fear, is less fearful. And so that's what I hear when I, you know, if my mind closes, if I'm, I see somebody and I think, let's go beyond, you know. And as we learn to do here, as to recognize humanity, sensitivity, to me that uh, all boils down to that, you know. Becoming uh, deeply, intimately aware that uh, humans, and we go through the I, like first person uh, study, you know, we become aware that this being is sensitive. And the insight is, this is an insight in and of itself. Wow, this being, being a human being is uh, sensitive. It's always touched, you know. 
this is an insight of, in, in and of itself, but the inferential nature of this is that we discovered that the other two is. The other two is. So if I have preconceived ideas, maybe I can go a little further and recognize, ah, this being has senses, six of them. It's not easy. It means they are constantly touched by sounds and sensations and wants and dreams and hopes and fears, you know? Wow. And so uh, what I could hear also in the kind of report of this friend was um, I found beautiful was the the way she was describing her practice. I could see how the attention was uh, constantly moving from one area, one aspect of reality to another. You know, as we learn in mindfulness, mindfulness of body, mindfulness of posture, mindfulness of breath, mindfulness of mind states, mindfulness of you know intentions, mindfulness of conditioning, mindfulness. There's all these things. It seems like a lot. But from one moment to moment, you know, uh, and that's how I was thinking of the, you know, uh, nurse, how a nurse could practice mindfulness, walking in the corridor, holding a syringe, you know, activities of body, uh, filling up a syringe, turning around, meeting a human being, aware of the uh, inner experience, aware of the experience of the other, aware of the meeting, aware of time aware of uh, bodies moving around, you know, like how the, um, the, uh, the flexibility of the attention, the beauty of that, you know, how attention can move so easily from place to place. I mean, you might be sitting here hearing me, and the next moment, you're back home. You know, the attention has that magical, almost, or any, anyway, it's a way to present <laughs> it, aspect to it, you know, that it can, it can reveal different things. You can be here, hearing me, the next moment you feel the lower back. The next moment, you know, you're aware of, I don't know, joy or something happening next to you, you know, somebody coughing. So the attention can move like this. And when, uh, when, when it is uh, mindfulness, not just attention, but mindfulness, it means things are highlighted. They really stand out. You know, we're not kind of lost in all these. We're awake, awake. And in this way, I mean, that's uh, wisdom, is, the, is to know where to put the attention. For a lot of us, there's a lack of wisdom because our attention goes straight to planning, to worrying, to comparing, to thinking how, you know, how... How do I look? How do I, you know, you know, we put our attention in all different places. We've been conditioned to do that. And we don't know where our attention goes. So here we come, we practice waking up. Where is the attention going? You know, where is the attention going? You know, caught in some made-up world. The attention is so not awake that it doesn't even know it's made up. It really is caught in it as if it was, you know, real still cage, you know, not knowing that it's a made-up ephemeral thing. And it's not easy what I'm describing to actually wake up from kind of the dreams of what the mind presents, but that's what we're, we're doing here. You know, and sometimes it's straight being caught in a story, so I'm really absent, but sometimes I'm still there receiving information, but from you know, a constructed, made-up, you know, a place of, I'm never going to get this, <laughs> or whatever else, you know. I shouldn't be here, there's so much to do, or, or if only I had started earlier in my life. You know, like, there could be all kinds of uh, angles or positioning that are made up, and will kind of buy into these. You know, they might be un- unconscious. And so that's the beauty of... Uh, Meditation is we sit and suddenly they come sharply in focus. Oh, look at that. 
that's the angle. That's the angle. Like I was not aware, I was just following what it was suggesting, but to actually wake up to, oh, that's how the view, the world is viewed by this being. You know, that there should be more. You know, oh, there's this view. So, one aspect of the practice that is uh, is really important. Um, I talk a lot, I think, about investigation, curiosity about even now, like what I'm the points I'm bringing. It seems like it's almost an invitation. Let's go see what are our conditioning. Let's go see how the attention can move knowingly instead of unknowingly from you know, area to area. And there's an aspect of practice, which is the calming factors of mind that uh, are extremely important in all this. It seems like uh, also some of the ideas I've been presenting are about this, you know, when i suggesting to include the whole being in what's happening, you know, the whole being that we might have forgotten and the t- tasks of the day or the different performances we're doing, what we have to perform, roles we're playing to say, like, let's bring <coughs> the felt sense back. Let's bring the... Do you see what I mean? In that, there's... Um, there's... Um, I think... Uh, there's uh, something that is... Um, can I say this in English? Something that can be uh, appeasing. Appeasing. Yeah? Qui est apaisant, pacifying, mm-hmm. you know? Because I think to feel kind of partly excluded all the time is stressful. You know, and to learn to uh, live with not forgetting. You know, it's very simple. You know, I'd be walking back to uh, wherever I walk back, you know, walking back to the subway, walking to the grocery, I could easily leave myself behind, you know. What becomes a value is grocery, going back home, you know. And so in this practice, it's, it's very immediate. Is, is, is this being included? Is this sensitive being included in that? It's not, you know, self-pity or anything. It's, it's inclusion, you know, in this way. Um, this can... I think, anyway, that's the effect it has on me. It's very appeasing. It's very... Uh, it, uh, you know, as if... You know, if I was in an environment, and maybe some of us are a lot of the time, or some of the time, if I was always in an environment where I didn't count, I was not seen, valued, all the time, I don't know, like... You know, it would probably, and I think we live in sometimes in environments like this. You know, we might obsess about the emotions and the stories about self, but the actual uh, seeing, seeing oneself. Uh, And with duration, you know. I think uh, there's something that I feel anyway as very uh, appeasing and uh, stabilizing in that. It helps the whole system relax. Comments, questions about this? Is that is, is there some resonance? Do you recognize something, even if not all, something that could be of use? my dream as a teacher would be that there would be only one thing that you would like, you know, you would say, let me check this out this week. You know, if I can catch this being true or not true (laughs) or what it means for me. Anything that stands out? Well, I work in healthcare, so everything that you're saying resonates with me. And you were talking about preconceived uh, ideas of people and that's something that my mindfulness practice has really helped with. Um, you can watch it happening. Like I walk into a room and I, 
I see stuff and I see how it's happening. And I, I call it the agenda. I, I try to leave my agenda outside. Yeah. And just att attend to what the person in front of me needs, not what I want them to need or what I mm. think or believe. That's not why I'm here. I'm here to attend. And it's, it's, a, it makes, it's, a, it's a game changer. Mm. Great. Good news. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. And there's joy in that, no? Huge, yeah, yeah. because you leave and you, you do feel like you you did a really good intervention. Um, but when you when you include your own agenda, you don't feel so good. And you don't know why, unless you're aware of that. But there was a little violence or something imposed, maybe right. if... Yeah. I imposed something that wasn't mine to impose, but if you're not aware of that and you leave and you don't feel good... You're never going to know why. Yeah. You're going to think you did something wrong or whatever you create in your head. But it's that. Mm. Leave it outside with everybody. Wow. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, I just, um, if I can take a, a visual from that, um, like for me, there's either being out of the picture, like not present, or I'm not taking part of observing like, yeah. or if I decide I I have great difficulty in saying like it demands a lot of energy to be part of yeah. present and I don't know uh, to what point I have it's not preconceived ideas but I have I want to s participate so then then it becomes a problem <laughs> Between the wanting to participate being and being present or being out, yeah, like uh, uh, I, I've been comfortable in being out of, mm. like I can go around situations and I'm not in it, like mm -hmm. I, or I can even cross it and I'm not in it, and, mm. and uh, I, I'm learning, I, but I'm not. I'm giving anything back, but I'm, I'm getting my what I want to get, and there's a, a wall there. Mm. So I, I don't know how to. Uh, I, I guess it's being comfortable at being vulnerable. Mm. Um, and, um, but I, like I, I'm, I, I've been trying it. <laughs> And I haven't had that many uh, good results. It's <laughs> <laughs> not been successful. It's had its uh, explosions and then <laughs> go back out. And We're delicate beings. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So, um, mm -hmm. I, but I am... What I what I like in the in the practice for me is the the spirit of exploration, you know. So you're you know so you're saying so I notice this, the wanting to be part of, but the feeling comfortable sometimes outside. I'm putting this in my words, of course, but uh, but the uh, the idea of going to check it out, you know, in mindfulness is okay. Let's. So there's never an imposition, you know. So I should participate. I should be engaged. This. Doesn't, mindfulness doesn't seem to work like this. It's more like, oh, it's like this right now. Look at that. Let me be really aware of the experience of this. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a wanting to go explore? Let's go explore. You know? Oh, it failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> well, I find like you saying that makes it comforting uh, because just accepting that's the way it is. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never any imposition, I think. That's how I see it. I'll remind myself. Good. Pascal, you make me think about how much I love being with somebody who feels like they're really present. Yeah. I've had some teachers that just are... I have the feeling of them being really present, and then my experience is so rich with them. And then 
some teachers who may teach exactly the same content, but they're not, I have the feeling that they're not really there. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it's a very different experience to receive, so to be with somebody who's really present yeah. is, feels really, um, I feel really received then. Yeah. And so then that makes me think, so in my personal relationships, um, my son came to me this week with a big conflict in his family, and, and I see so much suffering, and, uh, and it triggers a lot of stories, and I should fix it, and I should know wise things to say, and uh, I'm just you make me think that if I could just be with him and, and be present myself mm. for whatever it brings up in me, that I can then receive him with compassion yeah. instead of you know, all these stories and you know, hair on fire yeah <sighs> yeah it seems like we're talking uh, also compassion but also equanimity you know so yeah. Yeah. that's something I see sometimes at plays if I'm able to hold something with uh, calm and equanimity it seems like the person can also use that space you know and recognize that they might be able to meet it whatever they're going through with some yeah. of that you know and, uh, and sometimes I feel I can even bring in a little curiosity, you know, so I'm like, oh, that's interesting that this is happening, instead of like, oh, it shouldn't be happening, I don't know what to do with this, yeah. oh, this is happening, it's a lot, I know, that's very interesting, yeah. <laughs> you know, and if I bring this in, and the person catches it, like I can feel, you know, even sometimes in the eyes, you know, there's like, oh, it's interesting, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, how are you going to solve this it's really interesting we actually don't know if it's going to work or not even it's really interesting even the way you hold your hand you so can you're holding it with tenderness yeah whatever comes up that's yeah that's what it is yeah, yeah. and yeah. in terms of uh, I think it's also um, in a way it's a good thing that there are teachers that uh, embody this stuff and teachers maybe that don't or don't at some exactly. sometimes you know because then we can actually feel it feel it and clarify for ourselves, you know, for, for you as a practitioner, because, oh, I can see that, you know, transmission is happening here, you know, we're human beings are porous, and this being, having this uh, presence now has an impact on how safe I feel, or seen I feel, or how, you know, things become possible instead of impossible, or, you know, and in another case, oh, you know, I can, so it's, uh, yeah. It's and we can do this for practice. each other. Huh? I want to go practice. Yes. I want to listen to my son tonight and see, can I, can I just mm -hmm. stay present? Yeah. Perform equanimity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing else required of me. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Great. And, uh, you know, outside of Buddhist practice, uh, you know, it's just... Uh, I mean, what I'm trying to say is it's not just in Buddhist practice that uh, we talk about this, this stuff, but people have this naturally. You know, we meet people sometimes and they have a quality of presence. And to me now, it's becoming more pop. I'm, I'm interested in that. I'm like, God, I feel so safe around this person, so seen. It's because there is a presence. You know, they're not so occupied by themselves or their own things. or And, and there is a... And, uh, and to, to think that, oh, I could actually start contributing like this, you know, as a human being. I can develop these qualities. So that, again, I'm offering uh, sa safety, visibility uh, mm -hmm. to people because I have a relaxed, calm presence, you know. Mm -hmm. It's for us to discover what it means for, for us, you know. Some, some are, they don't have a calm presence, they have a joyful presence, and that's mm -hmm. their participation, you know. But uh, we're definitely kind of porous. Huh? We we exchange things. We hold. You know, it's beautiful. Something mm. that has been coming up, and especially now that you mentioned that, like forgetting the perception of it, somebody, some like not bringing the perception of somebody, like in presence, but seeing as a human or in like a clean slant, like not, not with everything that moves. In the community, there's somebody that, that has made hard, and everybody's talking hard. 
humility and how much pain he created. But when I, I, I see him and I knew him and everything, I honestly don't feel horrible for him, like about him, about him. So I, I come and like protect him. Like I say, everybody suffers and he did it for some reason. And then, then people say, don't you think what the person that is suffering because of him and the abuse that he did? And I say, yes, I am with the person that is suffering too because he was a girl. I do, I do. But at the same time, like, I, like two, two people are, um, I am with both of them. And I say, how can that be possible? Like, like the sufferer and the, the abuser, let's say. Yeah. How can I, I can feel for both? Yeah. And I must say, I get confused. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are kind of ethical questions also in there, huh? and uh, but it makes me think of a um, you know a very well known poem from Titnatan, you know where he talks about the girl who's, uh, on the boat and the girl you know and the, you know he was a Vietnam Vietnamese um, boat people and he's talking about the abuse of the girl and and seems to I think he seems to be talking about love love for the the girl on the boat love for the pirate on the boat you know like that kind of view that is very large and of course in the in the culture or in different situations this view is not welcome there's not enough space for this view and also there's also time when it's appropriate and not maybe to bring this view because this view is very very wide and sometimes there's no space for that wide of a view, you know. So it could be good for us to discern, actually, I can see it's not going through, you know. So, um, you know, honoring the victim, the experience of the victim is extremely important. So, you know, I, I can see that if I start a conversation with somebody and I say, yeah, this person too must be really confused to have done what they do and it doesn't go, go through, I can abandon it for the moment unless it feels that it would be... Lacking of integrity from myself, but then I, yeah, I can actually have the conversation about what's going on for the victim because it's extremely important. But know? I'm not in this case. Like I, I drop it. It's really true. I drop the conversation, but then I continue the conversation with myself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's questioning myself. I mean, what is happening inside? Yeah. There is where my question. Is. Yeah, okay. So can it be okay that there's some amount of confusion in you if it's okay, your view, or if it needs, you know, to be modified in some way or abandoned? Or What is happening in me that yeah. I can accept both sides? Mm -hmm. Not accept, but live with both. Yeah. Can, I, can I add to the poem? Because I know this poem well, and it might relate. Because I really relate to what you're saying. Um, and the poem... He says, I am the girl, uh -huh. I, I am the pirate. So he's, he's, the love is the love of forgiving of the self for being able to commit something terrible. And it really is just a space to, just to, to be open to the possibility that even the most cruel of things could be in any one of us. And how to heal is mm -hmm. somehow, but doesn't mean that you, f you allow it, but just that we all maybe could have these parts and could forgive these parts in ourselves. You know? mm -hmm. and yeah. So yeah. You're talking about oneness, like seeing, I mean, seeing myself in both of them. Maybe. Maybe that's what or the, you know, about. human nature. Human nature mm -hmm. has the capacity to mm -hmm. hurt and human nature is hurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's many plans, where, uh, is it the right word? Anyway, many levels to this, huh? because yes. there's the level of a very wide view, you know, like, you know, you you know, and I s my view is as wide as the sky, and my attention to detail as uh, as uh, minute as a particle of barley flour. You know, like so, my view is is yeah, I both suffer, and one was a victim, and the other one was a perpetrator. You know, and there's something to be done, maybe, to you know, to make sure the perpetrator doesn't perpetrate again. You know. And so there's there's different ways to hold this. You know. I remember, um, and sometimes I tell this story, but uh, 
I was at the retreat, and there was a very revered uh, monk, very wise uh, Adjan, and somebody was saying, uh, I mean, I've heard a few of these stories there, uh, where somebody says, um, you know, somebody was saying, my bus hasn't paid me for several months, you know, what am I supposed to do? Just say, oh, it happened, you know, let's love each other. And the monk was like, no, no, you sue him, you sue him, <laughs> you know, but you don't hate him, but you sue him, you know, because there's agreement on a certain level. We say, you, I do this job, you're going to pay me, you don't respect the agreement, we have to do something legal at that level on, with it, you know. And at another level, he was saying, don't hate him, you're going to lose sleep, you're going to lose appetite, you know, don't do this for your own well-being, don't hate him, you know. But do something about the situation, you know. So you see there's, there's different maybe levels. And so when you meet somebody having a conversation, you know, there's also m different levels of uh, ways that we can, uh, and maybe there's a way we can agree, you know, that this particular person has suffered a lot from the, uh, you know, um, cruelty of somebody else or lack of uh, consideration of somebody else and we can both agree on this this person has suffered a lot and we you know and it's it's not a good thing you know. mm -hmm. okay. uh, um, that provoked a, a thought to me you said levels or I was thinking context that I try very much to think big about something as you were saying think large why and yet there will be a context when that great, wonderful thought of seeing the what happened to this person when they were young and, and how it you know, worked out through their life and what, how sad the things that they did <coughs> onwards from there. Yeah. The, the great, you know, a great story of, of humanity. It just happens. And then you take that wonderful notion and drop it into a narrower context and Something must, as you were saying, something must be done, yeah. or uh, judgments need to be made, and suddenly that is a facile way to let this person out of responsibility for what they did, or even corrupt the a, a, a situation and corrupt what's being done. Yeah. So that wonderful attempt to be broadest and widest human view now becomes. Something quite yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and there's also like the aliveness of this. Uh, you know, we're in a realm, in a reality that is um, ethical, moral. So, what do I do? You know, and this, I think, almost on a daily basis, we have a question: Do I speak now? Do I wait? How do I present this? You know, so, so that's a real human experience, not to know exactly how to hold something or how to proceed. You know, and and you know. Proceeding this way, I won't know what would have happened if I proceeded that way, or you know, and and so there's a, an, a certain amount of uh, acceptance, maybe a renunciation. Oh, actually, uh, you know, it's I don't always know how to hold something. Is there a perfect way, or I can see that I can hold it this way at some times and this way sometimes, or it moves inside of me, and. Uh, you know, this with uh, relationship and behavior of beings, and this with, uh, you know, how to be with a, a, a planet. You know, I don't know if you saw uh, this week the new UN report of uh, one million uh, kind of species of fauna and uh, flora disappearing, like a mass ex extinction caused by human beings and... You know, so how do we respond to this? What's the, you know, like it's not like, oh yeah, let's do this, it's all good. You know, like it's really hard to hold these questions. So can there be some discomfort, some not knowing, you know, and, you know, that's, that's, you know, so I'm trying to play with this, you know, so you tell this particular story, but how does it play uh, in different ways inside the heart, you know, in life situations? So these ethical questions are often up, you know, for us during the day, you know, uh, and can we actually allow uncertainty, unclarity, or even of, often there's opposing views, you know, I've, I'm going on the maybe uh, tricky territories here, but I've been following the debate on the law 
battent, you know, la laïcité. And I actually haven't found any point of view for myself, you know, because, you know, if I put myself in the, you know, I really hear really well people from Muslim culture who don't want, you know, the the veil to be worn by teachers and, you know, if I listen to them, and there's many of them, you know, I listen to them, I actually want to take their side and say, oh, I'm going to be for the law to protect these beings who left, you know, who Tunisia, who Algeria, who Morocco, who Egypt, to because there was something happening, they were losing their freedom. So if I take this angle, I'm really clear, if you were to ask me to vote, I would vote for. Then I think about, I read something else, I... I'm like, oh my God, if you ask me to vote right now, I would vote against. You know, that's me. I'm not talking about anybody else, but I can see my mind, and I actually personally I haven't resolved this. It's not clear at all in my mind, and I'm actually listening in. Uh, and I started with a, pers a particular view, and I've seen my view change, and I see, and I'm really unsure. I think there's a lot of intelligent point of views a lot of very intelligent point of views, a lot of not intelligent point of views <laughs> in all directions, you know, a lot of n no nuance, you know, but a lot of very uh, good arguments in all kinds of ways. It's not just two views. I see ten of them, you know. <laughs> and so, and can I actually relax into, wow, I don't know, there's going to be advantages to one view and there's going to be uh, definitely detriment to uh, the same view. You know, some people will be hurt, it seems, in both cases. You know, can we count the numbers and see, and you know, what's the less damaging? I don't know. Uh, and so it seems to me that uh, this particular, I don't think that everybody should have that experience. I'm, I'm sure some, maybe some of you or some people in society have a very clear view about this, so there's ways to hold it. But in this case, for me, I try to relax in actually not knowing. I actually don't know, you know. Shall we sit a little bit together? So, always the same practice, seeing if we can allow what's there to be there. There might be tiredness at this point, or confusion, or, or joy, or calm, or agitation. And we just notice, oh, it's like this right now. Can it be okay that right now it's just like this? seeing if we can rest in what's there. And sometimes we are invited to rest in uh, discomfort. It's a really good practice. Sometimes we are invited to rest in uh, well-being. It's a very important practice. And sometimes it's neither one nor the other. It's a very valuable practice. ground ourselves, collect, gather ourselves, or incur ourselves if we want around the breath. The sensations of breathing. But we don't have to, it's one thing we can do in practice. 
could just be aware that there is sitting, hearing. Now there's just a body and the mind, nothing else, just this body, the river of sensations called body. practice of remaining here, awake, aware that there's a body breathing and the mind may be calm, may be agitated, may be producing uh, images and thoughts, or maybe not. But being lucid about what's happening, not uh, entrapped trapped in the thinking process, aware it's happening here in this sitting body.
As we sit here, we're noticing the dynamic nature of a reality. Sounds appear and go. Breath in breath appears and is gone, giving way to not breath. Ideas appear and disappear. Moods maybe do the same. Attention is uh, awake. Attention is caught. We allow the life, the world, the phenomena to be uh, dynamic, fluctuating, changing, morphing, re-emerging. Can we relax into this? Can the mind be uh, calm and caring? Meeting all the different formations. appearances. May we all uh, find a deep, uh, unconditional freedom in a world that is uh, not under our control, not stable, changing, fluctuating. May we find deep uh, well-being and peace in such a world. May we uh, offer protection to beings gain in protection in this way. May we be able to enjoy spring. it took <laughs> and it's gone already okay thank you uh, very much for uh, coming it would be uh, lonely for Julie and I to be <laughs> here on our own <laughs> and uh, you know as, as usual I, I don't know when I'm coming back but I am um <laughs> the 29th last one Okay, <laughs> perform a special. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the spring. And thank you for um, supporting the center here in one of the boxes. Uh, is that there for that? And uh, 
supporting this this one here uh, in terms of eating and all these things that uh, you know are demanded for staying alive. <laughs> Have a good week. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.